0: Hmm? Ah.
1: Hey everybody, I'm Rima.
2: And I'm Sean.
1: And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the show, you.
2: Today we'll be covering the first episode from Season 2 titled, A Fresh Start.
1: Uh, that's perfect for die. the new year. It's perfect for a new year. New year, new show.
2: You know, thinking about that, they kind of missed an opportunity to release this on New Year's Day.
1: Oh, that's yeah. yeah that would have been a a, a great time to release because yeah, this was um, released new on December 26th.
2: New you. <laughs>
1: That would have been a great tagline. Sean, why aren't you in charge of marketing at Netflix?
2: I I think they need to listen to us. That's why we keep doing these shows.
1: I think so. (laughs) One day we're going to get there. One day we're going to get there. Um, I'm so excited. We had so much fun with season one of this show. Um, So I was really excited. I I feel like it kind of came out of nowhere. Maybe other people have been, you know, looking this one up and and saw it coming. Um, I kind of got blindsided um, just you know, a few weeks before it came out and I was just like jumping out of my seat. So, so excited. Yeah, um, And this
2: one has a lot of stuff going. cuz like the first season started on Lifetime. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Netflix produced any of the episodes or if they just picked it up for the remainder. And then so we're like, oh, well, they're going to do season two. So this is the first fully backed full season by Netflix. Right. So I'm really curious to see how it turns right. out. This first episode was great. I really, really loved it.
1: I know. I had a great time with this one. So I'm I'm really excited to talk about it. And um with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into our top five. I'm gonna go ahead and start, um, because I can't wait any longer. Um, I'm gonna start with Candace. Mm. Um so Candace came back in and you know, in the finale of season one, and we're all like, Oh, she's not dead, she's really back, what the hell is she doing? She's showing up. Um so I I'm I'm not quite sure where I land with her character though I I feel like I'm I'm kind of intrigued by her but at the same time I don't know I feel like they do a really great job with casting um, on oh, the yeah. show oh, but yeah, for I sure. her this actress and, and and I don't think it's maybe it's not her I don't know and maybe it's just me um, I don't know how well. I feel this actress pulls off who I think Candace should be. Now, we don't know Candace that well. We don't really have gotten to know her just yet, but I'm having a hard time kind of fitting her with who we're supposed to think that she is. Like we saw all of these Instagram pictures of her. Um, She looks to be like this cool rocker chick who reads like, was it Hemingway or something? I don't know. She just, um, I'm not sure if I can quite picture her as that image and maybe she's not maybe that's just instagram and we know sometimes people's instagrams can be totally like fake and you know not really who they are kind of
2: joe projecting that too true like because he's kind of saying all the things about her and thinking about her but you know when we got the the truth at the end of season one she was kind of like mean to him to an extent i think it was deserving but
1: probably deserving because i think he you know he's Clearly, there's something that happened between those two. And, but what I am enjoying while I'm having a little bit hard, a hard time kind of fitting her into this mold of, uh, you know, at least my perception of her, um, I do enjoy when she's around how she can make Joe squirm. Yes. Um, Because he, he's so, he always seems to be very. Cool and calm and collected. He seems very in control, um, at least for the most part. Now, we know he's, um, you know, uh, kind of, um, oh, shoot, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, He can kind of be a little... Shit, I cannot think of the word. Anyway, he seems to be usually like he plans things out, but he really seems really shaken up when Candace is around. So, you know, to kind of see that and for him to really be kind of thrown off his game a little bit. So that's why I'm really interested to see kind of kind of unpeel that history Mm -hmm. that these two have and what the hell really happened between those two that really has Joe shaken to the car. I mean, he just picked up and friggin' left New York, you know, when she shows up, I mean, he just packs a damn bag and just hauls his ass, you know, in, in the least, um, likely place that he thinks Candace would be able to find him. So I do enjoy the fact that she can make him squirm because it's a different side of Joe that we really didn't get to see, you know, before, um, so I'm, I'm interested to get your thoughts on their interactions and Candace.
2: Well, I'm glad that they kind of solved because one of the questions we had at the end of season one was basically like, OK, we see Candace walk in. We knew a little bit about her. Is this actually Candace or is this some kind of weird like Joe imagination type thing? Because even like we saw here, his imagination runs wild. Oh, and yeah. he, you know, he's got a better imagination than I do because I've had <laughs> <Sure> like <is. laughs> weird, crazy thoughts, but not enough that I'm going to go to the back room of a convenience store and try to, you know, ruin my apron. Um,
1: Too close to the produce, man. Just <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it was it was great to see her like, OK, she's actually real. Uh, she had a great time screwing with Joe. You know, at the restaurant when she's talking about what she wants to eat. He's like, well, what do you want? And he's she's like, I think I'll try the fries.
0: Craving some fries. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> and, you know, it's like you said, Joe's a guy that um, he, he seems like he's always in control of the situation. Like he's, he's playing chess while everybody's playing checkers. Mm-hmm. He's so many steps ahead. And I think Candace is one of the, the games that didn't go right. And I you get the feeling from this episode that he tried to kill her. And was not successful. And so she's holding that over his head. And I don't know if it's a situation where Candace is uh, just as crazy as Joe is in the sense that, you know, because like she could easily go to the the cops and probably has so much evidence or so much knowledge that they could pinpoint Mm -hmm. all the stuff that happened in New York and put him behind bars. But she's like, no, that's not good enough because you'll be there as Joe. Mm-hmm. And you'll basically, you know, talk yourself into thinking that you're the one that's wronged or you're, you know, you don't belong there and all this other stuff. Although that would be an interesting season is like Joe in prison. And you see him like walking through the courtyard and his eyes catch another inmate. He's like, oh, uh, you. hey, you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Oh, now. fancy seeing you in the shower.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. But yeah, it's it's great to see. I uh, the the character or the actress that plays Candace, uh, I think first season we thought maybe she was kind of a like a carefree rocker. Um, mm-hmm. But I do get the vibe from her that like she's the kind of girl that uh, has like this weird protective shell around herself. And then when you dig deep, it's like oh crap, like okay, you're you're a little bit different than what I thought you were.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, maybe
2: because she reminds me of a girl I dated before. That's probably what it is.
1: Ooh, you have a Candace in your yeah. in your. In back that onion,
2: and, <laughs> and sometimes you're like hey was it just me like were we kids you try to do it again you're like nope <laughs> it was you it was totally you uh but yeah I'm glad that they really pinned that here I'm glad that they set that um that they didn't like t- take that whole like this whole season to explain what Candace is trying to do they, they put it out on the front street this is why Joe's going to LA is mm-hmm. because you know somebody came back into his life who was gonna screw with him, and he couldn't handle that, and now he's going to the one place in the world that she, he he's pretty sure she would never think he would go, and yeah. I really really enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, that was good. It's good to see him rattled. Um, maybe that's what I was looking for earlier. I don't know. No, that's not what it was. I'll think of it later. I've had some wine, um, so my brain is just uh, you know oh, a little we're off post New
2: Year's. Tonight. We're we're it's, a day late because of you know me being sick, but oh man, like. Yeah, it's...
1: I know, I'm still celebrating, so... That's right, yeah. (laughs) Still celebrating, getting some of that wine in. So my brain's a little fuzzy, so sorry, guys. Um... But it was funny that you were talking about that. I was kind of rehashing that conversation that Candace and Joe had in my head. And when you talked about how, like, you know, well, yeah, I could call the cops on you, but then you would go to prison as you, Joe. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, just too good. And I love how this show kind of mocks itself a little bit, how it yeah. it, it plays into the title and, and uses, you know, the word you a lot. And we like to have fun with it as well. You and I will, you know, have fun with it um, a lot of times. Um, so... I love that how it kind of you know makes fun of itself, and of course, I mean we hear that a lot. You know, when when Joe's talking, you know, like oh well, hello you, and yeah, um, and of course it well, is the title of the show, but it's it's just fun that just came to my mind.
2: The wordplay is pretty good in this because I mean, of course, the character that he falls in love with is named Love. You know, of so. course,
1: yes. <laughs> I mean the, the the show, which I know that the, the show is based on books. I have not read the books. Um, I really kind of prefer not to i mean i guess i could always go back and and read like the first book that season one was based on and i wouldn't be spoiled um i really don't want to you know read too much and be spoiled i like to be surprised with the show um but the the names uh, guinevere peach love i mean it's it's cracking me up and i love it because i feel like it the show doesn't really take itself too seriously i mean it's i think there's probably a lesson to be learned a little bit in in some of this like you can take you know little lessons out of it and stuff but i like how you can just have fun with it it's Kind of sick and twisty and fun in a in a perverted kind of way, um, which I just absolutely love. Um, but it's just it's just a fun show to have fun with and it doesn't take itself too seriously.
2: Yeah. And I don't know if it's it's because it reminds me too much of Dexter, but I know Dexter is based on some books and I kind of felt the same way. I feel like with Dexter anyway, they talk like the books in the TV show really diverge after season one.
0: Mm-hmm. And so I
2: feel like this is one like you fit like when they're finally like, OK, this is season eight and we're done with the show. It's the last season then this would be a good time to go back and read the books because you can kind of take them as their own thing instead of kind of being like, if you read the books and then watch the show, I think you might be kind of, um, not the only word I could think of is like, you're almost perverted to what you're thinking is going to happen. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right word to use, but you're kind of, you're, your thoughts are going to be influenced by the books when they probably shouldn't be because it's, it's taking it more as a source of influence instead of actually source material.
1: Right. That makes sense. All right. Well, that was my number five, this whole Candace, um, you know, kind of getting more of an introduction to her, seeing her rattle Joe, um, and getting, of course, more from her. Because I feel like, of course, we haven't seen the last of her. So no. anyway, what's uh, your number five?
2: So my number five ties in a little bit to it, but it's, best, it's specifically the flashbacks to after season one. Oh, uh, yes. and I think I touched on most of it, but... Again, just kind of... I like that they, they didn't bury the lead with what happened after season one.
0: Because,
2: mm-hmm. um, I mean, the, the trailers and stuff really showed, like, oh, it's you know it's Joe in uh, L.A. And, you know, even through this, we kind of found out, like, he, okay, he's going by this name Will. And so it's kind of, you know, in my head, I'm like, well, shit, is his name actually Joe? Or is this, like, some other kind of weird thing where he's, you know, taking all these different personalities? Mm-hmm. Uh, but... You know, you kind of figure out throughout the show that, no, his name is actually Joe. And like you, you mentioned, like him being rattled was great. And I think Candace, too, what I really enjoyed is she she felt like she was like two steps ahead of Joe. Yeah. And they're sitting there and they're talking and he's like, oh, I need to use the bathroom. And she's like, OK. And she's sitting there and enough time that it finally clicks in her head. She's like, oh, fuck, he's going to run, isn't he?
0: Yep. Runs
2: back, can't <laughs> catch him. Has her number. And I don't remember. I mean, I guess there's a couple of times we saw Joe rattled last season. But not like an angry where he like he breaks his phone and then he's just gone. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know if there's too much more to add to it, but uh, I do like that they kind of kept flashing back to the, the right after season one. And I guess what I could add to it for this uh, specific episode is I thought it was really well edited. Yes. It, it was. I think this is like if you look at a season one episode for a show, especially like one that you binge a lot, because you know a lot of times. With shows that you binge, we don't do it, but I could see if you watch all of you, you'd probably watch it in like a three-day period, maybe a four-day period. Totally. It's really easy to gloss over and forget stuff. Yes. So this first episode, it kind of, you know, it had a great intro, great kind of open to show you kind of what happened. And then it kind of dribbles in these, you know, flashbacks to when Joe ran off. So you kind of like keep remembering, like, oh, yeah, that's right. He was like this. Oh, yeah, that's right. Here's this. So I thought that was really well done, and I really appreciate it from a – Perspective of someone who doesn't have time to rewatch every episode of you. Yes, then kick thank off you. Season two.
1: Yes, that was going to be my point because I I really wanted to, but gosh, we were so busy with Castle Rock, which we just covered, and we ran right into the holidays, and I thought, my gosh, I just I just don't think I have time to go back and watch, uh, you know, season one, and I was like, you know, I feel like I remember it pretty well, so I really appreciated this cold open because I feel like you got all of those key points and highlights. Like you got just enough. You got just a nice, good refresher summary of what happens. So you're like, ah, okay. That's why we, you know, love to hate Joe. You know, we, he's this likable psychopath. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> so, I love that
2: he was the one narrating it too. Yes. You know, cause it's, it's just, you know, and I'll reference. I think last time we talked about this, I referenced Dexter a lot, but it's just kind of like, it's not that you're watching this happen. It's like, you're, you're in his head for this ride. Yeah. You know, you, you kind of know his inner works. You kind of know what's going on, um, which this episode did a great job of kind of screwing with your head just in that sense too, which oh. I'll, I'll talk about later, but oh, we're, man. we're,
1: we're talking about that later for sure. Yeah. I have some thoughts on that as well. Yeah. I really like that. So yeah, I appreciated that as well. And, and speaking of season one, We did get confirmation in case anybody had doubts, because I think I read, I didn't, I don't think I had doubts, I don't remember having any doubts, pretty sure you didn't either, but I remember reading about, um, once we had finished, and so I was like, oh, I can go read stuff on the season now, because I can't be spoiled, Um, there were people that kind of speculated, is beck really dead and i'm like oh of course she is Uh, yeah i think
2: we're both under the case that she was dead
1: yeah i don't think either of us had doubts or or questioned that at all i thought we were like oh yeah she she she's totally toast even Mm. though we didn't really see it i think we saw enough to think that and um i think they they put that to bed pretty well Um, here that there was no doubt that that Beck was toast um yeah I I don't remember
2: if in the cold open if they showed the Paco scene they kind of showed like her like hitting him and running off but Mm -hmm. that scene with Paco still gets me like she's Mm -hmm. up there begging for help and he's just like nope
1: (laughs) oh my gosh yeah so much what a crazy crazy season
2: but my number five is just a flashback to season one
1: like it. Yeah, I appreciated that. I needed that little little refresher. Well, my number 4, um I want to talk a little bit even though it was a a little short part of the episode, that is this flashback we get of Joe's mom abandoning him.
2: Yes. Now, so that's what I was insinuating, but do you think that's mm-hmm. what happened to? You think that she uh left him cuz this was my number 2, is his mom.
1: Okay. It, I mean, I feel like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess they're leading us to that path that we're, we're going to get. I don't know if we'll get every episode sprinkles of that. Um, but I think that we're going to get more on that. And I think at least, I, I yeah, I think she's gone. And I think that's what's given him at least partly probably response. I hate I hate to think that, you know, the the whole trope of, you know, all serial killers have mommy issues <laughs> or their mothers have abandoned them or whatever. But kind of what happens in a lot of cases when yeah, you look back is mean, was... if you look
2: at any guy like they probably all have mommy issues at some point so <laughs> it's like pretty easy you go... to tag to him
1: yeah, if you go back to enough of them, there's there's something stemming from that a little bit. They all have seem to have some type of mother issue. Not all of them, but many, many do. And listen, I watch a lot of serial killer documentaries. I've been obsessed with serial killers since I was a kid. I probably explains a lot of what is wrong with me. Um, <laughs> well, the
2: ones you typically see, it's like, oh, well, I, my sister was actually my mom, and my mom was actually my oh, that grandma. Was, like, I think Ted that Bundy. A lot too. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, Ted Bundy. It was like his mother. Oh. I think it was, you know you know yeah that was raised to be his sister but it was really his mother and you know you just always hear of of you know it kind of come and when he found out it just kind of was like ah Mm -hmm. he had like a psychotic break anyway yeah um, if you want to make
2: your skin crawl like i know i watched like my mom again i think i mentioned this before my mom watched way too many serial killer documentaries when i was a kid mm -hmm. probably like i was probably too young to be watching these so i remember seeing like ted bundy and all those the new one that just came out the tapes of ted bundy on netflix yeah i guess it's been about six months Yep. if you want to make your skin crawl, yep. Like there was stuff in there. I'm like, oh wow, I didn't realize it was like that. Uh huh.
1: It was bone chilling. It. Oh, I've it I've seen a lot of um, things about Ted Bundy and read books and such over the years. Like I said, it's just kind of my weirdo obsession. Um, but that chilled me. Um, yeah. That the, the Ted the NRS, Bundy tapes.
2: I was gonna say, it's like I wonder if we should cover that as a single episode. Then I'm like, no. I don't know if i want to talk about that too I much.
1: I don't know if I could. Yeah, I was just kind of like, I'm just, when I finished watching, yeah. I was like, I think I'm just going to let that lie for a little yeah. bit. I was like, I don't know. that I'd learned a lot more than what yeah. I thought I knew, and- it kind of unpacked a lot of that, and I thought, oh, that was just kind of bone chilling. Yeah. So, like, so
2: he he did it across a bunch of states, and they didn't catch him. It's like, no, they didn't. And
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and like, he just kind of got away, and right from the elevator, he jumping out a yard? second floor window of the police oh, station, yeah. and <laughs>
2: he escaped a bunch of times too. <laughs> yeah. Ugh.
1: Oh, anyway, but yeah, he's one of the most famous ones. But I'm sure if you go back at a lot of them, you know, there's you know, so it kind of makes sense. You kind of get. I feel like we're getting a little bit of a peek as to what makes Joe tick and what kind of really makes him, you know, um, what has formulated him as a person and in his psyche, um, and has probably contributed, contributed a lot to who he is. And there's a, I know a big argument for nature versus nurture, Um, You know, and what makes people what they are, and especially when you're talking like serial killers. So I feel like that this is going to, you know, be pretty relevant to to who he is. I don't know how much more we're going to get, but I have very strong feelings that that's what was happening. You know, his mom is like giving him money, like, go get your favorite ice cream, meet me at our favorite spot, make me a sandcastle. She's clearly looking to keep him busy, um, I think she abandons him. Now maybe she's doing something illicit and doesn't want him. She's just looking to kind of get him out of her way. Uh, so she has time to do whatever illicit thing that she's doing. But I feel that she gave him that bag, um, looked to be like a beach bag full of, you know, maybe toys or, you know, for him to go play on the, on the beach or something. Um, and I mean, I'm trying to think, gosh, how old, I don't know if, if we've, if we know how old Joe is, so uh, if we think of like the timing, would that have I would been say like maybe
2: nine or ten? Yeah, maybe? and then
1: so if we're looking at real time, God, I, I suck mean, at math. He was,
2: that was about the age he was when he met up with the uh, the bookstore owner, right? Or was he? No, he was I guess sixteen or so, right? He was a teenager. Yeah,
1: he was like a teenager. So you know, anyway, just trying to think of like the year, like how uh, who who would go what. I don't know. Speaking as a mother, now back in my day when I was growing up, could I have just went off and got ice cream on my own on the boardwalk and went and played on the beach with not having anyone watching me? Maybe it would have been okay. I don't know. But I don't know that we would do that so much today. I like giving kids freedom and like giving them their own kind of thing to do. I just don't know I'd be comfortable giving my kids some ice cream money and going down the boardwalk and then going and playing off on a beach. Um, yeah. So much on her own at the age of like nine or 10. So clearly I, she's up to something. Um, and I, I think see. she abandons him.
2: Joe's probably about my age. So I'd probably put this between like 96 and 99. Well, I can't remember. What was the, the song that was playing? Oh,
1: shit. You know, I wasn't even paying attention, honestly. There was a pop
2: song that was playing, so that would probably give us an exact year. I might have to go back Damn. and check that song.
1: Yeah, now I need to go check. This is probably one of the few times I've really paid any attention. Something about the show, like I always pay attention to music. Music's a big deal in my life, and I'm always picking up on that shit. But you know what? This this series, for some reason, just, I don't listen to songs. Maybe because I don't know them. I'm old, <clears throat> so I probably wouldn't even <laughs> <laughs> well, it's too I'll, new. I'll go back and check that because that would probably give us yeah. a year. Because I Look bet that. Up.
2: <clears throat> um, but yeah, I mean, with his mom too. So, like, you're talking nature versus nurture. So, Joe, I think they th- it would be really cool for this show to kind of touch on both aspects because I know that's that's a that's a very psychological question. Like, is it nature or is it nurture? And we all have our opinions on what it is. But this show could very easily be like, guess what? Joe had both
1: mm-hmm. his mom.
2: Maybe she's some kind of you know serial killer or you know kind of demented person that does things and and maybe that's why she got rid of him she's like Mm -hmm. you know what i've i've got these demons that i can't stop so i need to get rid of you essentially to keep you away from that and
1: Mm -hmm. then he winds
2: up with this crazy bookstore guy that locks him up in a cage when he's 16 and really influences all that stuff so it's it was really that that's kind of the like you know it seemed like there was some sadness in her getting rid of him. I say get rid of him because that's essentially what she did, right? Like she's she's pushing him aside, you know, leaving him behind, uh, which feels like the worst thing a parent could ever do. So I I feel like this season is I hope hopefully it it doesn't focus it too much but trickles it to us throughout the episodes. Yeah. So we kind of see this whole L.A. story. And then we kind of end on figuring out I was like oh, that's what the whole the mother side of it was, yeah, um,
1: I could be totally wrong it because I feel like it sets you up pretty well to to believe that she abandons him, um and I could be totally wrong on that, of course, and and that oh, could shit. be something that you know oh we're we're gonna make you think that, and that's why Joe's so messed up that he has mommy issues, and that's partly yeah. why he's so messed up, but she could have been like the best mom ever, I mean. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, what are the options? I mean, <clears throat> maybe uh, if I'm trying to write this myself, maybe, you know, she has a little bit of a, like an obsession kind of thing like Joe and she saw some guy and she's like, oh, my gosh, like you. Mm-hmm. And then she starts like, hey, Joe, go get ice cream so I can talk to this guy because what what guy wants to hang out with a single mom? Yeah. Um, and then he gets kidnapped. So she didn't oh. actually mean to leave him, but she was doing something. Selfish to an extent, and then he got kidnapped, or you know, what if she is a serial killer, or what if she just you know couldn't be a mother? I mean, there's so many like cool, not cool, but so many like different storylines you could go down that that make it intriguing,
1: right? And it would really surprise me if they kind of subverted our expectations a little bit, like they make you think that um, because he says what he's what he's saying in his head, his narration, he goes, "I just want to stop running, love. I want a home." and then it goes into the uh flashback with his mom and he's you know kind of hollering at her and she's like i'm right here and he says i'm afraid i was afraid you left she goes i went mm. to get sunscreen and she says it's nice here right we should come here every summer she says it could be our home away from home and he says you were home and she says sure we're home he's like no i mean my home is you yeah so he's he's like you know which is sweet that nice little connection that he he realizes that Hey, anywhere that I am with my mom, that, that means I'm home. And now is, you know, he's an adult seeking a home. He just wants a home. So it makes me feel like he's lost his mother. Um, That was his home. And he, that's what he's been seeking, you know, his adult life. And that's why he's so s- twisted and something's happened to him because he's lost the one home that he knew. So that's why he keeps seeking um, that and why he says that. So anyway, that was, <clears throat> but anyway, I just thought that was interesting. I feel like that's going to, probably play a part um in, you know kind of finding out who joe or what makes joe tick or has made him what he is maybe a little bit and i don't know i mean maybe we don't need that it's sometimes maybe a little more a little bit more fun t- for someone just to be crazy and psycho for no good reason at all <laughs> instead of having a good excuse for it um but anyway that's my number four what's like yours it, yeah
2: and that was my number two and i, I kind of oh, think like you said i think this will probably be like season two's candace where we slowly kind of see all the stuff kind of happening Through each episode where maybe at the very end when this season ends, we're like, oh, okay, well, this is where season three will go, which would be kind of cool if they keep that as a kind of an approach. But Mm -hmm. um, I guess you couldn't do it for too many seasons, but it's 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 hard to tell. Uh, But my number four, uh, I feel like they've fixed some of the issues I had with season one. So I didn't have a ton of issues with season one, but like Mm -hmm. episodes one through four, I loved it was. This, you know, we saw Joe. He was a very calculated, very like sophisticated guy, not sophisticated, sophisticated in what he was doing. Yep. In the sense that he like I kept saying, like, he's done this before. This is not the first time he's done this. Mm -hmm. And then we get these trickling ends of Candace. I'm like, see, something happened with Candace. This isn't his first time doing this. But there was a few pieces in the middle where he kind of was almost like a bumbling idiot. Yes. You know, when uh, Candace's boyfriend, he captures him which kind of seemed like an accident after he caught him. And you're like, okay, well, has he ever done this before? Is he like blocking out the times he did this? And that really kind of took it away from me. I'm like, all right, listen, if this is the first time he's done this, I feel like we're kind of getting bamboozled a little bit. Yep. Um, But you get a couple other things. It's, again, stuff happened that's like no normal human being that hasn't done something like this before could plan all this stuff. Like you don't have these you know, coincidences and accidents that work out in your favor without doing something like that before.
0: Mm -hmm. And
2: season one or uh, episode one of season two, I think kind of retcon that a little bit to be like, no, this Joe guy, he was probably lying to himself that he was a bumbling (laughs) idiot when these things happened, (laughs) but he's a professional serial killer. He's, he's done this more than once. He brought his damn glass, you know, jail with him
1: I know. in a trailer. <laughs> what the uh,
2: hell?
1: How do you do that?
2: <laughs> I know. And like, he's got like this whole plan on how he got here. He's got this whole scheme of how he, you know, he's still doing the same thing. We find out with Candace, like that had failed, which again, I don't think that's the first, like Candace wasn't his first attempt. I think that was a X number attempt that that's happened. Yep. And she was just the one that he actually screwed up on and she survived. So, Uh, I mean, you think like an issue of, you know, oh, my gosh, like, do you really want to root for somebody that's done this multiple times in real life? No, obviously not. But in a TV show, I just think I'd like to think if he did this once, he'd get caught. Uh, And unfortunately, in, you know, all the documentaries we see, that's not necessarily the case. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm glad that they felt like they've kind of retconned this stuff a little bit. Uh, So my number four is just that they have kind of fixed some of the issues I had with season one.
1: Oh, good. Well, I'm I'm glad that um, it's kind of reset it a little bit for you and you are back on track with it because um, yeah, I, I want you to have fun with it like me. <laughs> yeah, I felt like
2: it was kind of a um, a bell curve. So like episodes one, two and three, I was like, oh, my gosh, like this is like really good because I'll do it again this year, but I referenced Dexter a lot. Like I love Dexter. Mm-hmm. and so like one, two, three. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is like a really good Dexter. And then it kind of fell down I'm like okay like this is it but then it ramped right back up at the end of season one and season two is starting again at a really good high so I'm really pumped for that
1: oh gosh yeah they had my blood pumping I was so excited um watching this first episode and I was just super thrilled so they definitely I hope they keep it at the it's it's a lot to ask it's hard you know to write something and keep it at such a level. So I don't want to try to have my expectations too high so I don't get, you know, let down. But um, it, it sure was fun out of the gate so far. I'm excited to watch the second episode and see how it, um, you know, if it maintains. So, yeah, well, that's good. I'm glad I'm glad you were kind of reset on that. That makes me happy. Um, well, my number three. So I want to talk about love. A little bit, Sean, and not the feeling and emotional kind, <laughs> but the character. So w- I think when it was announced, gosh, and I, I can't even go back because we, we cover so many shows and, and talk about so many characters and actors. But whenever they announced that Victoria Pedretti uh, was going to be in season two of You, I was super excited because oh, yeah. we, of course, we know her. That. Yeah, we talked about it a lot. I was really excited, and you're excited too because. I fell in love with Victoria Pedretti, um in Haunting of Hill House, which we also covered. Um, for anyone that's new to that, please go back and, and listen to our coverage of that. We had a ton of fun with that show, but she played the adult Nell um, in, in that show. I thought she did an absolutely wonderful job. It was her first acting job.
2: Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah,
1: it was her first acting job. She she I mean, she had been through school and had some training and such, but like her first legit gig was that. And I just thought, wow. I thought she was amazing. Nell, um well, all the characters were amazing, adult and the young the little young ones and such, um, that were in the show. But you know, the character Nell was a really special character in that show. And I thought she just portrayed that um wonderfully. So, when I saw she was um, cast in You, uh, uh, this season, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm really excited because I think she's fabulous. And I love her portrayal. Um, I'm having a lot of fun kind of seeing this different character. She, you know, the, the, I don't want to really talk about it too much because I don't want to give anything away as far as Haunting of Hill House, but it's a different character for her. So it's kind of nice to see that she can do something a little bit different and she she has some range. I think she did a really great job. But the character of Love, I'm really intrigued um, by her. But I think there's more to her than just what we see. And I I want to get your thoughts on that, too. I see you kind of nodding your head a little bit, like maybe we're kind of on the same page a little bit. So I feel like so when she's talking and more importantly, um, when she's talking to Joe in that one scene, when she's talking about how you can tell when someone's been through the same kind of heartbreak and loss, um, you know, that. The look on her face, which she's doing great. Victoria Padretti, I mean, congratulations, because she's she's doing an amazing job being such a young, new actor actress. Um, this somber facial expression that she has just raised this red flag to me. Um, she says, ever since it happened, I've been able to see this thing and people who've been through it. I see that every time I look in your eyes. You felt it. Real love, real loss. And just that look on her face, there's just something about her. And I'm like, you know what? <sighs> I I have suspicions. She talks about she got married three years ago. Um, Her husband got really sick and they Mm -hmm. couldn't figure it out. Oh, Um, yeah. And she's a
2: great cook, too.
1: She's a great cook. And, you know, and something happened to him. And I'm just like, I I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm always looking for something in in everyone that everyone is there. Somebody has something. And and maybe she's too good. To like be true um but i I really love at least this side that I'm seeing of her, maybe and like I said maybe I'm totally off, you know, she seems really fun, um personable, she's a little flirty, um hell, I would date her, you know <laughs> <laughs> I think she she's amazing, um it looks like a lot of fun to be around, but I feel like there's a little something more to her, so I want to get your thoughts on that
2: uh I mean instantly when she was like she was cooking him something and she's talking about her husband and couldn't figure out what it was. And I was kind of getting these weird vibes and we kind of, at first I thought like all these incidents that were happening were kind of coincidences that Joe wasn't actually kind of influencing. Mm -hmm. And so instantly with that, I'm like, Oh, well is there something with love making sure all these situations happen?
0: Mm-hmm. and
2: you know we find out that she was married husband died weird circumstances she's a cook and i'm like maybe she's really good with poisons and <laughs> slipping you know, a little
1: arsenic in the
2: face yeah and so i'm like well is is she basically the female version of joe uh yes. i think this, this first episode i think leaves you kind of it leaves it kind of vague uh because you, you kind of find out at the end that, no, this wasn't all happy circumstances. This was all Joe being Joe. Right. But, again, I, I still feel like maybe I, – I feel like we're in Joe's head, and Joe is talking himself – he's talking the audience out of what's happening, mm-hmm. which is actually him, <laughs> which is actually kind of – you know, I, I think we're kind of blind to what's happening. So, yes, some of the stuff he may have influenced – but I think some of it was influenced by love. Uh-huh. So I'm pretty confident that, you know, my prediction is that we're going to find, like, basically, like the Spider Man situation, you know, the meme where they're both pointing at each other. It's like, wait, oh, you're a you. psycho killer too. You. <laughs> you sean. <laughs> yeah so oh, yeah I, i'm kind of in that boat of like i'm that's a
1: bold prediction I'm on on suspicious. episode one sean yeah, suspicious
2: <laughs> about love
1: i'm um, well yeah i am too i'm too and i'm i'm with you i i was thinking she's either that female version of joe and he's kind of met his female mirror image or could she somehow be involved with candace oh
2: and, my god that would be amazing
1: And like Candace is, you know, like this is how she gets him back.
2: Did she say she just started working there or she'd been working there for a while?
1: I don't know. I don't remember if she put a time frame on it. I don't know if she just I think she's been there long enough, but I don't think she just started.
2: If that's the case, you need to start writing some shows because (laughs) like love because it's yeah, because the name love. It's like Candace like, all right, we're going to call you love. You're going to work at this place. You're going to be vulnerable. And she put herself in situations to like kind of get Joe back in the groove of it. That would be freaking amazing.
1: Well, and I mean just other things that – because it's – when Joe first arrives in L.A. and he goes to his new apartments and he meets the manager, Delilah, and she's like, well – You're not on any of the socials. So, you know, I was thinking you were some kind of weirdo, um, which is, of course, what a lot of people think nowadays. If you're not either on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and whatever else is out there, I don't know, um, then you're, you're a weirdo. I know people who aren't. Um, of all, mostly people my age or older because they don't really either know how or have zero interest yeah. in it. Um, it's so, very
2: few, though. I mean, yeah. most people kind of get sucked into
1: it. Most people kind of do, but especially at least people that are like my daughter's age, Joe's age, the people that you see here on the show, they all have that age group primarily, or someone's going to, you know, yep. you are considered a bit of a weirdo if you're in that age bracket and you don't have some type of social media. Yep. Make um, sure
2: to follow my Insta at Bro. at
1: strange indeed (laughs) at strange underscore indeed isn't it I think Um, anyway (laughs) but then when he looks up love she doesn't really post that much either it doesn't look like
2: well she's all private which is kind of like that's how my Facebook is like I don't you request a friendship with me you have to know one of my friends which I think you're the same way and it made it really difficult for us to be friends I
1: know which that (laughs) is so hilarious we talked about that because we joked about during because this when you watch uh, uh, the uh, first season of you it makes you go, like want to go reset all of your privacy settings mm-hmm. and set all of your profiles to private because you're like holy shit look at look at wh- what can happen when you have all of this stuff out there and you got creepers who can find you so i've had my stuff set to private for a, a very long time but i kind of went back and did like a a recheck? Like, do I have all of this set right? So I don't have some weird Joe staring at me out my window. Um, but it was hilarious because we joked about you and I have been podcasting for a while, but it took like <laughs> like over a year for us to even be friends on Facebook and I thought, Sean, we gotta remedy that. We podcast together every week. We have to be <laughs> It's
2: like, I don't Facebook. know about that, Reema She's like, no, I need to know
0: where you live.
1: <laughs> and then we were like, where are you? I can't find you on Facebook because we were so private. <laughs> it took like a week to figure think, out how to be. Friends.
2: I think we were texting. I was like, all right, I'm going to turn it on for like two seconds. I Friend know. me and then I'll turn it off.
1: I know. I'm going to be public for like five minutes. <laughs> you have this window of opportunity and then it's gone. <laughs> I thought, you know, maybe we're I feel like we're okay. We can we can be we can be uh Facebook friends. We don't have to be you know all up in each other's business, but you know we we talk to each other every week and um we can be friends on Facebook. I'll I'll accept your friend request, Sean. <laughs> I think I think I just accepted your Instagram. <laughs> Um, yeah, I like, just
2: saw that you were on Instagram. So, yeah, yes. I followed you on there. i like,
1: oh, look, there's Sean. Yes, I'll accept you. I don't accept people. People are like, you just don't. Accept. I'm like, no, you know what? I keep it locked down, man. Yeah. There's weirdos out there. If I don't there know are. you, sorry. Tiffany's um, got
2: like a public one for her beach body stuff because she's trying to get people to follow her. And like, yeah. she gets DMs from dudes. And it's like,
1: oh, man, that must she's be. She's like, bonkers. who's this
2: language or bro that keeps DMing me? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Are you hot for your wife on Instagram, <laughs> Sean? <laughs> yeah. It's fine. No, that's okay. I can totally see that. I think that's totally fine. Like, you know, our our Instagram is open to everyone, but you have yours and, you know, I have mine, you know, set my personal one set to private and, you know, I don't Facebook, I t- I tend to be slightly more open a little bit cuz I don't really post on Facebook except for on our page mm. that we have. I'm not really on there like on mine very much. Um, but so I, I'm not as as discriminating, I guess, maybe, kind of, sort of, um but Instagram, I'm definitely a lot more private, and I, I'm not really sure why. I don't really post that much on there all the time either, but I don't know. It's just, just want to know. It's kind of locked down. It's kind of nice just to know it's you've got something out there, but anyway, um, I just thought it was kind of interesting. she She did seem to have some posts, but it's mostly about, like, food and stuff that she's, you know, kind of posting about. So I thought that was kind of interesting when they talk about, you know, when you're not on the socials and... Um, didn't seem like love had a whole lot of things that she was posting about either. So it just, you know, kind of clued me in. Then I thought, how fun would it be, you know, if Candace had something to do with kind of setting Joe up, you know, um, with someone who just seems absolutely perfect, you know, um, that she knows him so well and she's those two steps ahead or she's five steps ahead of him. Um, and just happens to kind of put him exactly where she wants him to be. Maybe it would work out too perfectly, but, um, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of, kind of interesting. <clears throat> so that's my number three is love.
2: Let's see. So my number three, uh, uh, it's, it's another one that I kind of mentioned a little bit about, but it was really interesting how like the very much pretty much the whole episode was tied around Joe talking about detoxing. Yes, <laughs> you know it's one of those things where they consider like you know his obsession is kind of like his his drug
1: he just needs a cleanse yeah yeah
2: and (laughs) he shows up here he accidentally bumps into this girl named love it's like oh god of course it's love Mm
1: -hmm. you know
2: she's joking about how peaches look like butts and you know it's very flirty and he's like nope gotta back away and then he gets a job and of course she works there too um, and we already talked about his ruining his uh, apron moment, and he's you know it made it look like he stopped. He's like, no, I can't, I can't do this. I can't fantasize about these, these women that you know I don't know. Like this isn't healthy for me. Mm-hmm. And I like that how they they uh, uh, approach this because the whole episode you're like, oh okay, he's actually trying to fix himself. Like he's trying to kind of steer himself away from all these things that he's done. Yes. And at the end of the episode, you find out, it's like, well, no, that's not the case. <laughs> no. Nope. And, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, the, the show duped me. How rude. Well, if you think deeper on it, it's like, no, you're inside Joe's head. You're essentially Joe when you're watching this. Mm-hmm. He wasn't lying to us, the audience. He was lying to himself.
1: Yes. He was always lying up, to himself.
2: Yep. He was putting up this whole facade. That, you know, he gets himself now in so deep that it's like, well, no, now I have to be with this girl, love. Mm-hmm. I have to save her from all this stuff. Oh, this, you know, this kid who doesn't have a a parent who's actually watching him, like Paco, is like, mm-hmm. you know, the whole time he's like, nope, not my problem, not my problem. But he was putting himself in that situation on purpose. And I think what we're going to find out later is that why did he pick that specific uh apartment building
0: Mm -hmm.
2: one it was close to where love lived he could see right where she was but two i think there's going to be something where he saw that that girl what was her name was it um
1: the teenager ellie
2: ellie was it ellie yeah um he's you're going to see that maybe like he he probably has options but he's like oh well here's here's my version of paco Mm -hmm. which i think we're going to find out it's like well that's weird why has he got this thing with kids and i think that's going to go back to well what's this whole thing with his mom yeah. Like his mom left him, so maybe he has this weird like parental feeling. has got a soft
1: he, spot for kids yeah. without that parental, you know, supervision?
2: Yeah. He feels like it's on him to help protect these kids from having happen whatever happened to him that we'll find out. Yeah. So it's you know, nobody's simple. And so I think showing these complexities of Joe is, is gonna make this season really, really interesting. Um but I yeah, agree. my number my number three is just the fact that we're seeing his detox, but he's relapsing.
1: I know. And you're so right. You make some really good points there. And I love that. That's actually my number two. So I'll just, you know, kind of flows right into that. So I'll go ahead and talk about it. I mean, Joe's a psycho. And I, I, I mean, as much as what I kind of joke about, you know, this lovable psycho, I really don't think he's a lovable psycho, but he's, he's hard to hate. You know, they do kind of make him, you know, he does do some... Nice ish kind of things. He really did have an affection towards Paco. He really did try to protect him and kind of look out for him. And, um, you know, and I feel that that was something, you know, some, whatever piece of good in him, there was that, um, and, and, of course, that didn't seem to really go all that well, but I feel like he did have good intentions. And you're, I think that you're probably right that he gravitates towards kids who, who don't have, a, you know, either parents or a good parent or absent parent um, and, and, you know, tries to kind of look out for them a little bit. Um, of course, not who you really want looking out for your kids or being a role yeah. model for your kids is Joe. Um, but, of course, he hides that really well. Um, but, you know, it, it's very clear who he is. But, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed because I'm really believing it in the beginning. He's like, I'm looking for a fresh start. Um, I've got to, you know, reset myself. And I'm no more, you know, falling for these impossible women and women that I think they are something that they're not. And I am just, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. And I was <laughs> so Freaking embarrassed, and then here we go. And he says, "So here's the thing." And then we see it where he just happens to, you know, uh, be walking by the grocery store, and he sees love, you know, out there. <coughs> um, happens to walk by again, and hears uh, the owner guy. I've already forgotten his damn name. um oh, a, yeah. an, an odd name.
2: Oh man, um, as well. It's gonna be fun,
1: right? He walks by and hears him complaining to <clears> the <throat> manager about, you know, um, you know, get we've got to get better books in here and you better be doing good or else something else is going to move in. So here he's like, I'm going to make sure I've got a copy of crime and punishment. There's a, you know, a new job that I can apply for and get my way into the door with this girl. And he ends up, you know, tracking her down, finding out where she lives, gets an apartment building in, in her neighborhood, one on the second floor. Um, so it's like, um, I was fooled and I'm like, I I posted a really funny, um, thing on our social media and it was something like if if you felt Joe, a man, um, had changed and um then you should be wearing clown makeup or something of that nature. And I'm like, Well, I'm that clown, thank you. <laughs> I didn't I didn't really think he changed. I truly believe that he was a psycho, but I really thought, Oh, he's trying. He's no, really trying I, to do I good. Was, but <laughs> I
2: was thinking it was self preservation. He was in a situation where it's like, Oh my gosh, this this person who is throwing me completely off. Right. She's threatening my my safety you know my innocence or not my innocence i guess innocence my freedom probably and he just didn't know how to handle it so he's like i'm gonna go to la i'm gonna sit tight i can't make any noise because if i do something stupid that's gonna alert her to where i am well but
1: he had the whole thing with back i mean you know yeah that's all that shit happened right there in the bookstore and 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 he publishes that book under her name um, or well, it was it was her book, I think it was but found, I mean, yeah, or you know, this, yeah, this found novel that she wrote. I mean, all of that was very mysterious circumstances. And then Candace shows up, like you said, so he's got a legit reason to be like, you know what? I gotta keep my nose clean for a little while. I got mm-hmm. keep my head low. I gotta think of what's my next plan. You know, get away from Candace, um, make some money, and just, you know, Whatever, um, but oh no, and and I think that's what his path was when he first went to L.A. I mean, I don't think he went to L.A. looking for love. Um,
2: yeah, that's the thing, um, and this ties into my number one a little bit, where I call it the Tarantino ending. So, and we're kind of talking about that now, but but yeah, I'm kind of. Uh, and that's what I'm, like, after we're done here, I'm watching episode two, because it's, oh, it's hell really intriguing.
1: Yeah. Hell yeah, I am, too. <laughs>
2: because, like you said, they they show it like, oh, well, I was just passing, like, the whole episode is like, oh, I'm in LA, I'm gonna hide here, I'm doing all these things, and then, you know, at the end, it's like he's giving the big fu in the mirror, he's like, mm-hmm. nope, I showed up here, I was just passing through, and then I saw this, you know, this, you know, woman who needs me, like, it's my love, it's my passion, mm-hmm. and- you know first season you're like okay well is this you know like I, like i said i was the one who's like joe's done this before but if you watch it from like no this is his first time he's just obsessed like in this one it's even more creepy now because like he's setting a pattern this is like a hunter type thing and he's got his prey that he's going after and i think i'm not i'm curious like lifetime when they had this it's like well we can't get too dark with it cuz it's lifetime now that netflix has it i kind of feel like
1: I think we're going dark.
2: It's it it can go like <laughs> it can stay kind of like, you know, network cable, you know, slight PG-13 or it could go like HBO hard not hard R, but like R. Yeah. So, it's I'm going to be again, like this is well, this is
0: oof.
1: Lifetime did kind of push it with some things that you know, the whole pillow thing, you know, that I thought was pretty edgy for life. Now I don't watch lifetime typically. If, if this, if someone had said, Hey, there's this cool lifetime show you got to (laughs) watch and it was you. (laughs) Now as awesome as what it was when we watched it on Netflix. Um, I would have been like, get out of here. I'm not watching. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you watch lifetime, no judgment. I like Bravo. Okay. I watch a lot of Bravo shows. (laughs) So if you want to give me some shit, there's your, there's your ammunition. Don't at me too hard though. Um, everybody's got their thing. So if you love Lifetime, that's fine. But it's just not for me. So if someone was like, "Hey, Rima, you gotta watch this Lifetime show," I'd been like, "Get out of here." Um, <laughs> everybody's
2: got their thing. If you love pillows, love pillows. It love your pattern. pillows.
1: So yeah. But I mean, I thought that was kind of hardcore for Lifetime. Maybe I haven't watched Lifetime long enough. You know, in such a long time that I didn't realize that that's where they're going. Because I thought that yeah. was kind of hardcore for I, Lifetime. I would not have expected that out of a Lifetime show. So I thought be- they kind of went. In some deep places. Yeah, um, I'd
2: be curious to see if like that was actually on Lifetime or if that was like a Netflix edition.
1: I think that was on Lifetime. Oh, okay. I think I, was I think say. my understanding, and I have to go back and read it. It's been a while since we covered um, season one, and I was looking up that information. Pretty sure it started out on Lifetime. The whole season aired. It was kind of eh, like it didn't get a lot of, you know, um, you know people viewership i guess and then you know like netflix does pick up a lot of shows even if they're not in a netflix original you know they just kind of pick up and and carry shows they picked it up and all of a sudden it just went boom and and it kind of exploded into what it was and that's when we heard about it so i'm pretty sure it was lifetime um and now it's Ooh. all netflix um so yeah i i think there's definitely potential <laughs> to go into some other places i was just, I was
2: just thinking like you know, Lifetime is like, no, we're going to have a chick dry humping a pillow. And now that Netflix has like, no, no dry humping pillows here.
1: <laughs> no, we're, we're a family network. We are above that. Damn it. <laughs> we do not go there. No green pillows for you. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. I think I totally took you off of what your point was. So please continue.
2: Uh, I guess it was just it was kind of uh, the Tarantino side of it, kind of seeing that. You know, Joe is lying to himself and then kind of getting to see this whole thing unfold. And Again, I thought this was a like one of the best first episodes to a season two that I probably I mean, it's got to be in the top ten. I'm sure I could pick some out, but it mm-hmm. did a great job kind of like tricking you, but not enough that like because like could you imagine going through the whole season and then season nine finding out he's like, oh, it's all been a ruse. And you're like, ah, all right, like that kind of seems like you're just stretching yourself too far to make it all a ruse but you know this is in the first couple of days that they've met like it would make sense that he could pull this ruse off for a day or two yep um so i like that they kind of did that all in this one episode and even too like when you talk about like like i was so he leaves uh new york for la and he has a new name and he's able to get a license and. A lot of very sophisticated, fraudulent stuff going on. Yes. And I'm kind of thinking, like, holy shit, like, who is this guy? And I like that they kind of showed that, like, at the end of this, he's got a guy that's kidnapped, who is one of my favorite actors because he was from Gotham. Yeah, didn't Walking he play Dead the penguin?
1: Robin, yeah, Lord Robin Lord Ta- Taylor. Yeah.
2: Yep. Uh, so I loved him as uh, Penguin. Um, and in The Walking Dead, he, he's got a couple uh, episodes that were really he, good. He
1: does, yes. Uh,
2: so when he showed up on in that cage, I was like,
1: oh. Holy shit, this is awesome. I know.
2: But nice I little mean, that surprise. Just, that opens you up to even more stuff. It's like, okay, well, he came to LA, and you know, it feels like he's been there maybe a week or two. So in that week or two, he's been there, he's got this uh, you know, um oh, what do you call those things? Uh the rental thing he has. Um,
1: oh, uh like a storage unit.
2: Yeah, he's got a storage unit. That he's able to set up as basically his own torture place.
1: His glass cage. Is that the same glass (coughs) cage that he had in the basement of the
2: bookstore? Which, how the hell did he get time to go break that down and leave? Right. And if not, it's still at the bookstore.
1: Well, he had to... So, after Beck, the incident with Beck, I feel like he has to be like, Okay, so shit's really hit the fan, and it has escalated to a level I wasn't quite expecting. Um... With the Beck situation, because I don't think that he expected it to go that route, but that's how it went. And according to him, it was, you know, hey, he did all the right things, right? That's how he keeps lying to himself, like you keep saying. So I'm willing to bet that he started taking that down. After the incident with Beck, like that thing's got to get out of here. Which, how that thing managed to be in the basement for that long—I mean, I don't know how long it was down there. But it's just like, oh, we just have a glass cage in in this bookstore basement.
2: Technically, it was for old books that were fragile. So, I mean, that's that's how you'd sell it. That's
1: right. He. Damn it, you're right. See, this is what yeah. happens when you don't go back and rewatch the first season. That's right. The the, the original owner, the old man owner, which I can't think of his name, um, Joe talked about that, That yes, sorry, that was to preserve the older books. It, it kept the temperature and the humidity um, to a certain level, so it didn't ruin those old books. Damn it, you're right. Thank you for that refresher. Um, but still, it seems like he somehow tore that down. How did he do that? How did he get it? to la you know i
2: i don't know for sure but i'm gonna guess that this is a whole new setup you think Like he bought this stuff out there yeah because god, how do you get I the think money it'd be for that cons- Who?
1: what did he get it off amazon i mean how do you
2: <laughs> <coughs> well and that's the thing too is he was talking about he's like oh i gotta lay low i gotta make some money he's got money stored somehow because he was able to buy <coughs> <coughs> oh god did you poison my water
1: <coughs> sorry sean <laughs> while you weren't looking (laughs) um
2: you know he's got he bought a brand new phone for ellie which i think he lied to himself as like oh well now i gotta stay here longer i don't think he needs to stay there i think he's basically selling himself this bill of goods that he has to stay there for this girl love which again which would be an awesome like play if love was actually there because of candace yeah and it'd be like an ultimate f you to him
1: yeah, no kidding. Well, and what I thought about as we were talking about it a, a little bit earlier, talking about you know how he, for me <clears throat> especially, I felt duped. I felt so freaking stupid because I feel like I, I'm I'm pretty good about figuring some of these things out. Like, oh, I already know where this is going, and this. Now, did I really believe it was going to go the entire season that Joe wasn't going to somehow kind of go back to his ways? But to realize that he already was, you know, in L.A., maybe he was going to be good. But, oh, no, he was already, you know, by the time that we see that he runs into love, he already knows all about her and has set this whole thing up. But so that's where it threw me. I didn't really think he was going to, like, you know, not go back to his ways. I just didn't expect it so early in the game. Um, But. When he goes to the apartment and Delilah's like, hey, I just had this first floor unit open up and it's a little bit bigger. Do you want to go so take a look at that? And he's like, no, um, I really want the second floor. It's more quieter. Makes sense. He, Joe wants to kind of be off, you isolated know, isolated. Way. He wants privacy. He wants some quiet. And then when she's like, OK, so they go up there and she's like they um, or when they're, they're looking around and she's like, hey, if you want. Um, you know, if you don't want some of the furniture, let us know. We'll have someone come move it. She's like the previous tenant left in kind of a hurry. So did he do something to that freaking tenant? So he could have that unit because it looks, that window looks directly. He sets up that telescope and it's got that perfect view to love's balcony in her apartment. Did he do something to that tenant? So he's still up to it again. That even goes further into how much he planned. Um, you know, once he 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 sees love and just happens to bump into her, and he's totally fixated on her like he was back, and he's just got to, he's got to know her, and he's you know, well, it's it's her fault. It was kismet, not uh, her fault, but you know, it's this kismet that she point. comes into his life that he is like, well, I've got to get a unit close to her place. There's nothing yep. open where I can keep an eye on her, so hey, I'm gonna off that person. Yep.
2: Sorry, Bob. I know you've been living here for ten years, but.
1: Yeah. We're going
2: to go dance in the L.A. River. And what's funny, too, is, you know, like, he he basically kidnaps this Will guy Mm
0: -hmm. and has taken
2: over his identity. Sure has. And this kind of goes back to season one where sometimes Joe gets in his own way. Well, unfortunately, Will's got some shit baggage that is kind of coming back to haunt him.
1: I know. Joe's juggling all kinds of balls. He's got Candace he's dealing with. He's trying to, you know, stalk love. Um And then he's got this guy's baggage, like you said, to deal with this this uh Jasper fella that's yeah, which, coming to collect.
2: Uh, which is kinda like season one. It was kinda like, okay, well I've got, you know, her ex boyfriend and then her friend and then like all this kind of like it just kept piling on each other. So <laughs> it was I always feel like that'll be a theme here.
1: Always something he had to take care of. A boyfriend or um the the therapist and all this. Yeah. <laughs> Are we gonna see John Stamos again? Um <laughs> But but yeah, so yeah, this poor Will guy, uh what's his story? And you know, um how how did was he random? You know, or did he kind of stalk him out to be like, oh, this will be the perfect person's, you know, identity that I can steal and I'll just keep him in this st- God, the fact that he's got this cage in this freaking storage unit is just killing me. Yeah. <laughs>
2: calc you lated
1: yes that was actually my number one by the way it's just like what the what the f he's got this dude in this in there's the glass cage again and it's in a storage unit and what is happening um i yeah this this show is, is one of the hardest for me to not binge. It's it's very yeah. difficult. We, we talk about it a lot since we cover episode by episode on so many of the, the Netflix shows um, that you can just automatically binge. Like, I can't even look at any news because everybody has already completely binged over Christmas, um, what came out December 26th, has completely binged it all already. So all the news is out there. It's it's You have to be so careful, um, or at least I know I do. Um, so I'm... We're so, ready to, to go watch the next episode and find out what we find out next because um, it's difficult to. And Netflix has Netflix sped up that little, you know, when it, you're <clears> at the end of an episode and it's going to next episode, that little countdown that yeah, you it's get like five is, that, seconds. is that faster now than what yeah. it used to be? It used to be, I thought you had like 15, 20 seconds or something. Now it's like five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. <laughs> it's going That's to That's our
2: fault, Rima, because like, hey, there's this podcast, Strange <laughs> D, that only watches week to week. <laughs> right. Netflix, we're doing you a favor. <laughs> you know, you have a 10 episode that people want to binge. They have to wait three months. They can't just That's watch right. it in one month. They got to wait three.
1: We're keeping that show alive, man. Yeah. We're keeping we your shows alive. Keeping them in the news. Keeping them alive. You're welcome, yeah. Netflix. You can start sending those checks <laughs> any day now. <laughs> Uh, I think we're a little delusional, maybe like Joe or something. I don't know. It's rubbing off on us a little bit. I don't um, know. I've
2: been walking through and I'm pretty sure when I was in the bathroom I heard one of the execs talking about strange indeed. <laughs> but he might have just said it's kind of strange that this guy keeps showing up. Right. And the other guy might have said, Oh yes, indeed.
1: <laughs> exactly. I think that <laughs> might be it. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, that was awesome. Well that was um my number two and my and it flowed right into my number one as well. Um did you have anything else? To add to that, was that your number one as well?
2: Nope, that tidied me up, and I think we hit pretty much all the notes that I had, too.
1: Oh, good. Well, I think I do probably still have a couple of notes. Let me look at that really quick. So, okay, so we didn't talk too much about Ellie. We did kind of talk about her just a little bit. You mentioned how she's kind of like the Paco of the season, and I agree. Um, I I like... Joe is not a a very good person, but I do believe, like, when Delilah's like, hey, if you touch her, I'm going to, what'd she say? Um, Not, I don't even remember the the term that she used. I was just kind of like, who says that? Who talks like that? It It was basically
2: like threatening
1: his scrotum is basically what she was doing. Um, and, And he was like, he just gives her this look like she's a kid. I firmly yeah. believe that Joe would not touch this kid. She's oh, like 15. I totally, bl- I don't think he's, Joe is many, many things. He's a terrible person. He's a psychopath. Um, and, and you can uh, add more to that. I don't think he's like a pedophile or anything like that. I don't think he's um, a, a kid creeper. Um, he's a creep and a creeper, not a kid creeper, I don't believe. So I totally believe that when he's like, you know, would he would not go after Ellie. I think he does kind of feel protective like a big brother towards her. Um, so I think it's interesting to kind of see their interaction. I'm interested to see how that plays out some more. But I thought it was kind of interesting though is when after he breaks her phone and he's like giving her a new phone as an apology, and she just immediately just like turns it on, it's on Wi Fi, she's able to log into her social media, <laughs> she's got like That's 100% charge instantly. <clears throat> um, you know, the it, issue
2: there is she <laughs> uses the same password
1: right it's all in the cloud change your passwords up people i mean you know like with my work everything's like single sign on you know you sign on once you're signed into everything that you have in your system um that doesn't exist everywhere i know there's a lot of things you know that live in the cloud now that like if you have your apple id and you know in the cloud you sign in and it brings up all your stuff right but it's like how quickly can she like log into instagram and you know start going through her stuff and automatically be up so that it kind of distracted me just a little bit, but it was like, ah, it's okay. I, you know, I, I don't take this show too seriously. So, but it was just enough that I was kind of like, how did we do that? Um, so I thought they had some, some kind of fun lines when they, um, also they, they keep the same kind of humor. We kind of talked about that when he, um, is walking down the street and he goes, hello, you, no, fuck, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I love how they're keeping up with that. Um, Let's see. Talked about Candace um, already there. Um, When he talks about wanting to regroup and get some cash together, figure out next moves. um, He says, never look back. It's a chance to go back to who I really am. A quiet guy who just wants to lead a quiet life. I've done time in uglier cages.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. That was a. uh... Well, I couldn't know if that was a reference to when he was locked by the. Uh, bookstore owner yeah or has he done jail time
1: right but then maybe he, that's
2: the pre- we'll get that you prequel where he's in jail
1: maybe but then and that's this is where they kind of go in with the word play a little bit because then he talks about when he's he's shutting the door to his apartment and he goes he he references his apartment as his prison he says um my own prison or s- oh I'd have to go back and look up the line Um, but he's shutting the door and he's referencing his new apartment as prison so he's talking about I've done time in uglier cages he says it's prison I'm like okay so is he talking about like a literal cage like a prison cage or a prison cell or is he just you know kind of uh, a play on words but I just thought that was interesting when he's like oh I've done time in uglier cages Um, and then I've already referenced the line where she talks about the last tenant left in kind of a hurry hopefully it'll be better luck for you um I think gosh, I know that there was something else that I didn't have in my notes, but it was just kind of in my head as we were talking and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I want to bring that up." And I totally it's it's gone. It's the wine. Um it's gone. I think that's going to do it for all my notes. And I think you said you were good. <clears throat> well, I think that was a really good wrap up. I'm so excited.
2: Yeah, this is uh like I said there's there's a few shows that, like, after we're done, I go and watch episode two right away. This is going to be one of them. It's
1: definitely going to be one of them. I'm excited. Um, well, since we have finished up our top five and wrapped up our notes, that will lead us. I don't have any news. Oh, my gosh. There, like I said, everything is out there now, all the news. And I now, like, I went and I followed, um, see, this whole damn social media thing. I went and followed you, um, On Instagram, um, their official page that they have, and I was going through my Instagram feed earlier, and I think I caught a glimpse of an episode ahead of us, Uh, and I was like, oh shit, now I gotta go on, which is dumb. It was dumb. It was Ricky. Ricky mistake, guys. I know. You could be sitting here going, dumbass, what the hell's wrong with you? Rima, you know better. Yeah, I know better. Be better me.
2: What you do is you just pretend that you didn't see it, and then... You know, when you figure out that like you figured out what happened, it's just like, oh, I'm a genius.
1: I don't think it was too spoilery. So I think I'm okay. But I was like, why did I do that? But I I will sometimes follow shows that we cover because I'll sometimes like um repost them on hours. You know, if they post something kind of funny or, you know, um an interesting like gif or something, you know, I'll I'll repost it on on hours um and share it and such. So um but but because they're like the show like you can watch all of it. It's out there and available. Um, they're just one they're just going ahead and they're just posting everything. And I'm like, oh shit, now I gotta go unfollow that page because it's too much too soon. Um, but anyway, um, so the only news that I have is while I was trying to very carefully navigate um not being spoiled on the internet, I did see um where I think Penn Badgley, who plays our lovable um Joe slash Will. Um, did mention in an interview he um, said there is a season 3 coming
2: Oh, sweet. That's good news.
1: Yeah, no, but no official announcement. There has not been an official announcement by Netflix or anything like that, so it's not official, but it seems like that's what he is saying, so I guess we have to kind of take it as speculation since we don't have an official word from Netflix that has been picked up, Um, but there you go, boys and girls. Um, It looks like we will probably have a season three. I have no idea yet how season two ends, so I don't know what to expect and I don't know when it would be coming. Probably next year, I'm sure. But anyway, that's my one little piece of news that i'm willing to give because it's all i'm willing to um go look for so i don't get spoiled um with that being said um that will take us to our listener feedback from you the listeners sean you want to take that first one for me
2: yep our first one comes from fran bernstein so i binged it all not as great as season one but it hooked me all the same lots of good twists
1: Ooh, exciting Um, The next one that we have is from our good friend, Doug Fick. He says, Twas the night to start you, season two, with that pillow behind my neck.
2: Mm, Sticky.
1: (laughs) I'm not saying a word. He goes on to say, Not a creature was stirring, especially not Beck. Ready to? (laughs) There's
2: probably some creatures stirring around Beck.
1: Ready to watch when I heard such a tone. It was his voice and his face that made me want to groan. OMG. The second I saw his stupid face and his narration, I wanted to leap into the TV and bash him in the head with a brick or a hammer, but surely he would survive. Because you know, everyone survives (laughs) massive head wounds. I will skip the recap, but Beck, a few well-placed curtains could have saved your life. Hashtag window treatments matter. Crew. We said that a lot during season one. By mm-hmm. the way, buy some freaking curtains. Well placed, yeah. You Especially know.
2: if you're gonna be humping your pillow, humping
1: but don't your pillow. Do that in front of the window. Her bed was right in front of that one window. She yeah. she was having some sex. And look, that's not a slut shaming comment. I'm all about having the sex, but how about a little bit of privacy? Put up yeah. a little bit of a yeah. window screener or a window treatment, something. I do
2: that in front of my window, and they have a neighborhood meeting about it, and I'm like, listen.
1: Are you getting phone calls and letters on your door, Sean? Mm,
2: Yeah, I have to move.
1: Yeah, well, I I try to tell you about that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, look, I mean, I'm all about, hey, do your thing, but let's, you got creepers out there, people. I mean, Mm. come on. Anyway. Um, Doug goes on to say, he says, Okay, so he's gonna LA to hide. Hello. Cameras are like everywhere. If you wanna hide oh, yeah. in a, if you wanna hide in a city Candace knows you'd hate. Try Cleveland <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, what? no cleveland rocks cleveland, cleveland right. I mean, i've seen the drew carry show cleveland rocks anyway everyone hates cleveland oh and of course the new landlord is a hot babe she has a precocious younger sister who will surely get wise to your hijinks and you may recruit her to assist you in hiding a body or whatever and of course the store owner is a douchebag he's surely dead oh and the produce store is also a bookstore. How convenient. Do you have any experience sorting or bagging perishables? So how were you able to get the murder room disassembled and shipped to L.A.? <laughs> and the real Will in the room, he was in The Walking Dead for a minute. I remember that. The hippie couple that Rick and Carol encountered. Yes, you're very right, uh, Doug. Then he got, oh, wait, spoiler alert for anyone who has someone The Walking Dead. Um, he says, then he got killed at Terminus. And then there is love. Or our sweet Nell from Hill House. I swear if you touch a hair on her sweet head, she is clearly an angel sent from heaven, I think. So much to love, think, hate.
2: I wonder if Doug saw the uh, the hidden ghost in this episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, don't get me started. Um, he goes on to say she's clearly an angel sent from heaven, I think. So much to love, hate, that you know I'm going to watch this mess. Oh, and by the way, if you are going to jerk it at work, do it in the bathroom like a normal person. <laughs> Not near the perishable.
2: Well, I mean, he's got confidence. Like, you know, speaking from a guy's perspective, you know, I've got, you know, guy testosterone. There's never been a moment I'm like, you know what? There's nobody around here in this back room in this crowded store. I'm just going to, you know, take care of a little business.
1: Does it really overcome you in that way? I mean, I know that when the need arises, but a little Mm, self-control.
2: I'm not an animal like I can like you know what I'm gonna go do it in my car like a normal person
1: <laughs> go to the bathroom like a normal person oh my god thank you Doug for that I'm kind of blushing a little bit over that one <laughs> and laughing so hard Doug's oh my always god. got
2: great stuff
1: Doug's got the good stuff
2: Well, we got a couple good ones from Twitter. So this one's from Tony. It says, I have binged half already, and I'm really enjoying it. I have no self-control, but I'll be listening to your coverage.
1: Thanks, Tony. Laura says, also from Twitter, Joe is so creepy. I'm two episodes in, trying to make it last. Joe in L.A. is okay. Wish he'd gone to a small, obscure town, but still loved the show. Um, Then we also have, from our loyal listener, Steve Brown, a voicemail.
3: Hi, everyone. Sean, this is Steve, and this is for you, season two, episode one. This is for you. No, no, those jokes are never going to stop. What is it with this guy in public (laughs) masturbation? Is that just a thing? Like, every season we're going to get a scene of that. Um, I was a little disappointed with the... (laughs) Uh, unreliable narration that we got because now, and I guess I should have clued into it when he had the whole fantasy in the stock room, whatever. But at the end, when we find out that everything from the beginning that he narrated to us was a lie that just doesn't, I I hope they don't continue on. Because if they do, we're going to start wondering whether the Candace stuff is even real or, you know, what's what's fake and what's not. Um, so and to, to the point where at the by the end, maybe this is all in his head. Maybe he's in some catatonic state in an asylum somewhere. I don't know. Um, and I think we're all uh, in agreement. Will's going to die. Right. I mean, the real will. At some point in the next probably two or three episodes, he's got to kill Will. And uh, it was, I didn't notice it the first time through, but the second time through, you could definitely make a case that he's like a predator with the sister, the the little girl. Uh, There's definitely signs of like grooming there uh, from pedophiles. So that really, I, I, I work in a place where I have to, to take those tests and, and learn about all that kind of stuff. And so I, it just, I didn't pick up on it the first time, but the second time I definitely, uh, saw that it could be interpreted that way. All right. Talk to you later.
0: Mm, Uh,
2: that's an interesting
1: perspective
0: yeah
2: yeah on the first point about the whole like what's real what's not i i would go back to i hope it was just him trying to trick himself in the Mm -hmm. first episode and from now on it's all going to be like oh okay we know what happened the the part about ellie though is kind of interesting because you question then like okay well what was his intentions with paco um you know we thought he was kind of grooming paco to kind of be the next joe Right. But if it's a a step even creepier, I don't know if they would go that far. I hope they don't, because that would that would really take me out of the show. I know it's it's a thing that happens in the real world, but I really like I wouldn't want to watch a show that deals with that.
1: Yeah, it might be, you know, look, murder and stalking. I can deal with um, pedophilia I can't. So I feel like that's going to take me into some dark places if that's where we're going to go with it. I hope that's not the truth. Um, you know, I hope that's not the truth of where it's going um, at I all. But that's a, that's an interesting of, perspective, though, yeah. I, I, because if, if, you know, if if Steve's got some and I don't want to say like experience, like if he's, you know, kind of having to kind of be in the know and watch for these kinds of things um, because of, of, of his um for what he does then. And and he can recognize that because I mean, sometimes it takes professionals or people to kind of be, you know, watching for those types of behaviors um, to kind of have that perspective. So I can appreciate that perspective. I hope that's not where they go though. And,
2: and And, I mean, he, he did use Paco in a sense to get kind of what he needed. Um, And he's kind of using Ellie to, to get help on the whole social media stuff. So Mm -hmm. in a sense he is using them, but he's not using them in a like sexual way, I guess. Right. It's still it's it's still icky for sure, but it's it's not taking that next step where you're like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of done with this show. If that if that's the case.
1: Yeah, I'm totally it is icky just knowing that someone like Joe would be interacting with a you know she's just sweet and well at least i want to believe anyway i mean they certainly kind of set her up at first when she's kind of spying on joe on the roof and she's kind of filming him and he's suspicious because he's you know feeling like candace is trying to you know track him down he's like why are you filming me or you know or thinking that there's you know someone behind it like someone has asked her to do that Um, or something so again you know is ellie is in innocent as she comes off i mean yes she's 15 but 15 ain't what it used to be um whenever i was 15 um anyway so and um, and you
2: say like him interacting i mean you compare serial killers like john wayne gacy
1: yeah he was a
2: clown at kids parties and stuff he didn't do anything with kids i i think from everything that i've read and seen like he didn't hurt kids but he still was a guy that did terrible terrible things interacting with children right um yeah, that's a, that's a dark path that, you know, I hope they don't go down. But.
1: I hope. I hope not. And and that really took me out of, because I was still giggling over his um, talking about public masturbation <laughs> yeah. and Steve's voicemail. And then that really kind of, that brought me back a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> so. well, and
2: if it goes down that path too, like next week's episode is totally like a euphemism, so... If they go down that path of, you know, that dark, dark path, we're like, well, now we can't even make fun of these jokes.
1: I know. Yeah. Then, then yeah, I, I feel like I can totally just make fun of the show and, and be silly about it. Um, and it seems wrong. God, I'm just I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell. <laughs> if there's a hell, I'm going there. I'm on the express lane, guys. It's been well established, but I'm definitely the way that I joke about this stuff um, is terrible. But whatever, I've accepted it. Um. And I actually remembered what I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, if, if you don't mind me backtracking just a little bit in in my notes. Um, when Joe comes to L.A. and he's got this jaded kind of view of L.A. and he's like, oh, it's just all full of these Instagram influencers and everybody's so superficial and full of themselves. And, you know, I think that that's probably a lot of what many people who've either never been or who have maybe been and not been to the right parts of L.A., I'm interested. Have you ever been to LA or what are your I've, thoughts? I've never been
2: to California. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I do know that, uh, since I got an Instagram, like there are a ton of people who like Insta post everything. Yes. Um, and it's very much like the girl that was like posting on her things, like, Oh, 300 followers. This is amazing. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. And definitely. You definitely kind of see that. And, um, Instagram doesn't feel like a healthy place for, to me, not for me, but just to me.
1: Well, Twitter feels like hell. Instagram, depending on who you, who you're looking at, feels like, is this really real or is it authentic? What's it about? Is this really that person? Um, but I've, I've, I have not been or lived, I haven't lived in LA. I've been a couple of times to LA when my daughter was living out there. Um, over a year ago and i i whenever i was a kid i wanted to live in la it was like totally i wanted to be like a groupie that's i'm just gonna be honest guys that's what when i was like 12 and 13 i wanted to be a freaking groupie um (laughs) and and follow like all the bands um on sunset and live the um heathenistic lifestyle um i was all about it um so Seeing those Instagrammers when Joe's walking down the street and they're all, you know, taking videos of themselves and they're taking those perfect Instagram pictures that, you know half the time just make you want to puke because you're like god do something original already i remember when we were in la and i was visiting my daughter um she was talking to me we were walking around west hollywood and she's like oh there's supposed to be this um store around here that has this pink wall and anybody that is either from there has been there or has maybe seen it on instagram knows what what i'm talking about there's this Um, it's uh, the Paul Smith store in West Hollywood and there's this um, the side of the building is like this bright vibrant pink and she's like it's supposed to be around here somewhere And, and she's like apparently people it's like a thing for people to go and have their pictures taken in front of it. And I was like, really? Why? I was like, it's just a pink wall. Is there anything else? She goes, no, it's just pink. And I'm like, why do people? Do- I, I'm huh. just, I'm having to have my kid explain this to me, right? Because I'm like, not getting it. And she's like, she's like, well, I didn't even know it was a thing. But she had this roommate in college that, you know, she's from California, but she was from like the Bay Area. And she hadn't been to LA. But that was like what she wanted to do. And I'm like, why is this a dream of somebody that that's what they want to do? But she wanted to go to LA and visit. And she definitely wanted to go to this pink wall and have her picture taken in front of it and put it on Instagram. And so we were walking around West Hollywood and down Sunset, and we happened to just stumble upon it. And she's like, take my picture. I'm going to send it to her. I don't think that she, I don't know if she posted it on Instagram, but she took a picture and taunted her roommate from college with that, just like, look where I'm at. And it made her roommate so green with envy. But anyway, it's on Melrose in West Hollywood. I heard, though, that it's not a pink wall anymore, that they painted it in like this bright rainbow Um, To kind of celebrate Pride um, in the area, so uh, you know I think that's super cool. Um, But anyway, I just thought that was a a fun little thing, and just kind of um, was funny because when we were there and I was getting her picture, there was like this just whole line of people getting their picture taken in front of this blank pink wall, and I just I didn't get it, and I that makes me old, Um, but whatever. So anyway, for all you fun people out there, going to go visit that wall. Have at it. (laughs) yeah but anyway sorry that that is um my last little tidbit for notes and that was some really great feedback that we got thank you guys so much I want to really hear some more feedback um but I have a feeling that so many people are probably binging or watching ahead because they have no self-control like Joe um or Will and that's totally fine because episode
2: pops up and they're like you
1: (sighs) you yeah if I wasn't podcasting on this, I'd be all over it too, so I don't blame anyone. I'm going to give you a hard time about it, but um, I totally don't blame you for watching ahead. But thank you guys so much. Um, I feel like that's probably why we're not getting a lot of feedback, because people might be afraid to spoil us a little bit. But I certainly appreciate what we've gotten, and thank you guys for hanging out with us. And and if you're listening to us, we love you too. Yeah,
2: thanks everybody. Uh, So next week we'll be covering the second episode from Netflix TV show You, titled... Just the tip.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm 12. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so Joe realizes Will isn't always cracked up to be. The fallout threatens to get in the way of his budgeoning connection with love.
1: Oh my God. I can't with these titles. Of the <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, we're really excited for you to follow us into the book basement. But or the storage unit. Um, mm-hmm. But until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Strange T cast.
2: You can like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Stranger T cast. And you can check us out on Instagram at strange underscore indeed underscore pod.
1: You can email us at Stranger at gmail.com. And you can also find us on the TV time app.
2: You can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts like House Podcastica at podcastica.com. Go out and leave a review for Strange Indeed on Apple Podcast.
1: Well, speaking of great podcasts, make sure to check out Sean in his other podcast, The Language of Bromance, that comes out every Sunday. What are we looking at this week?
2: Oh, well, we talk about this interesting war in Austria where uh, basically this... Group that was from the same side got drunk and decided to get in a fist fight, which caused a battle between themselves. Nice. Yeah, history's weird.
1: History is weird. It's fun, weird.
2: All right. Well, that's our show, episode 114 A Fresh Start.
1: Until next time, I'm Rima. Mab. And I'm Sean. And Laura at Metal Chick 619 is strange indeed. Metal!